August 9th, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 through 13. I, Paul, can hardly believe the report about the sexual immorality going on among you, something so evil that even the pagans don't do it. I am told that you have a man in your church who is living in sin with his father's wife, and you are so proud of yourselves. Why aren't you mourning in sorrow and shame, and why haven't you removed this man from your fellowship? Even though I am not there with you in person, I am with you in the Spirit. Concerning the one who has done this, I have already passed judgment in the name of the Lord Jesus. You are to call a meeting of the church, and I will be there in spirit, and the power of the Lord Jesus will be with you as you meet. Then you must cast this man out of the church and into Satan's hands, so that his sinful nature will be destroyed, and he himself will be saved when the Lord returns. How terrible that you should boast about your spirituality, and yet you let this sort of thing go on. Don't you realize that if even one person is allowed to go on sinning, soon all will be affected? Remove this wicked person from among you, so that you can stay pure. Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed for us. So let us celebrate the festival, not by eating the old bread of wickedness and evil, but by eating the new bread of purity and truth. When I wrote to you before, I told you not to associate with people who indulge in sexual sin. But I wasn't talking about unbelievers who indulge in sexual sin, or who are greedy, or are swindlers, or idol worshippers. You would have to leave this world to avoid people like that. What I meant was that you are not to associate with anyone who claims to be a Christian, yet indulges in sexual sin, or is greedy, or worships idols, or is abusive, or a drunkard, or a swindler. Don't even eat with such people. It isn't my responsibility to judge outsiders, but it certainly is your job to judge those inside the church who are sinning in these ways. God will judge those on the outside, but as the scriptures say, you must remove the evil person from among you. I hope you have an ambition. I hope you have a, a strong, clear gospel ambition. Some of you are wired not to have ambitions. You don't think in those terms at all. And I want to encourage you to have one. Get one. Take a, take a retreat. Ask, if you're married, ask your spouse to give you two days on the weekend. Just go away with your Bible and a piece of paper, a, a notepad. Probably, probably not your computer, not your iPad. Leave your phone at home maybe. Just your Bible and an iPad. And ask God, ask, get a group to pray for you. Go away. And your goal would be, give me an ambition for the next 10 years. And it might be, I'm going to be the most faithful mom I can possibly be. Or it might be, I'm turning this neighborhood up for Jesus. Oh, I don't know, but God would like to meet you there. He would like to do that. I remember in my, my years of ministry, those periodic times when I just went away, or sometimes Noel and I went away together and just laid it out, Lord, what... Say anything you want about the next five or ten years. Just say anything to us. We just want to get the noise out of our heads and be available. Give us a mission. And I remember in 1993 when our church came crashing down. We lost 230 people. Didn't grow for four years. And then, then we pulled a group together and said, let's try to re-identify ourselves, think who we are, see if we can survive. 
And in the middle of that, they sent me away to a retreat center. Get my bearings here. I don't know where East-West is. But I went to St. Paul. Somebody point towards St. Paul. You don't know where you are either, do you? Okay. Doesn't matter. I went to St. Paul. <laughs> and, I, and I rented a room for two days, day and a half, in a, in a Catholic monastery over there in St. Paul. And they said, you come back with a, a mission for this church. It's on the walls of our it's on the walls of our church right now. And, and I said, God, I need an ambition. And, and after about 36 hours, my ambition was, is, I exist to spread a passion for the supremacy of God in all things, for the joy of all peoples, through Jesus Christ. Find yours. Write it on a piece of paper and put it in your wallet or your purse. And then remind yourself why you exist. Because if you don't have an ambition, something like that, could be more specific, less specific. If you don't have an ambition, you know what? You coast. You drift. You just drift in life. You get up in the morning, you just do the next thing, and you drift. When Paul wrote Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as wise but as unwise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. He didn't mean drift. Redeeming. You, 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 you see a day, you see an hour, you see a week, you see a decade, and you buy it for your ambition, your God-given ambition that he gave you when you took your retreat in February 2017.